0: all right we're back this is the first ever episode of the new triathlon ish podcast sid what have you been up to uh, well I-
1: i'm super excited that we're back albeit under a different name um what have i been un- up to uh, traveling around the world i have no idea what time zone I'm- time zone I'm on or what day of the week it is but very happy to be here
0: back I feel like we should add that uh, you also got 10th at Kona so <laughs> I did
1: get 10th of Kona um, more importantly I won Segrail yesterday
0: <laughs> alright so we will be talking Sagrail, Grail, Esgrail yeah. however you say it S-grail. and then we will be doing a 70.3 Worlds preview uh, Laura Sedol, Kelly O'Mara, I feel like we should specify <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, our, our names we? after this break All right, said Esgrail, Sgrail. How do you say it? That's the most important question.
1: I say Sgrail. Yeah, but I don't know if that's correct. I have been known to be wrong. (laughs) No. (laughs) No one's, no one's picked me up on it so far. Uh, but they could all just be being polite as well. So I say Segrail. Yeah.
0: Segrail, which sort of sort of stands for swim gravel, swim, swim, bra- ale. Swim, swim gravel ale. That is very true. <laughs> yeah.
1: That is very true as well. There was a lot of beer around yesterday. Uh, yeah, like swim gravel run kind of thing or
0: trail. Swim gravel trail is
1: what it is meant to be, isn't it?
0: So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. And is it okay? So, this is Jan Ferdino's gravel triathlon. Yep. Is it as cool as everyone says it is? Yes, hands down, yes. full stop.
1: Yes, it was such an awesome event yesterday. Um, like, in fact, the whole few days, like it started, I think, on Friday. We had a, a hoka run in the trails. We had, and, and all out of like Lacamuna, his cafe is like the home base. Um, Saturday, they did a, tr- a gravel ride. Sunday obviously was the the event. I I'm not going to call it a race. It was an event, and um, just such awesome fun, a really cool atmosphere, the most amount of free coffee you can drink for three days, uh, donuts, beer, good people, good vibe, like just. Yeah, I mean, and, and beautiful location. Like, and yes, I'm totally biased. I live here in Girona. I spend a lot of time here, so it's <laughs> it is really cool to do an event in your backyard and have loads of people come to where you live and train and what and and where you love to see. Kind of like and hopefully they appreciate why why you spend hmm. time there. But you know, Cadaques is a beautiful little town on the coast, and we swim there, and then we you know gravel ride back. It's about ninety four kilometers over to. And you have to get over some hills to get back. Um, and then a trail run back to the finish line. And with a few little kickers in there, because Classmark um, is the local event company that run it for for Jan or work with his team. And they are notorious for picking particularly brutal routes and courses. Hmm. Um it's not as brutal a, as I've known some of their events to be because obviously you have to cater for triathletes on gravel bikes. Um, but right. it definitely had some leg zappers on the bike and also the first...
0: Here's my question. Go on. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking about the escrow and the gravel and the, you know. Yeah. What... and. Obviously, gravel triathlons sort of caught on, but this was, like, kind of the first one. Well, I mean, no, it's not technically the first one, because there were some back in, like, the yeah. 80s and 90s, and there's like, one in Michigan, whatever. What exactly makes it a gravel triathlon? Like, what's the... What, is, what makes it a thing? That you are just riding gravel bikes
1: back from the swim to right. get to the run.
0: But, like, couldn't you do that on any... Terrain? Like, on an exterior... Oh, yeah. Yeah, but it's like, not... You...
1: It's draft legal, so you're in packs. So it's a fun element, uh, like, mm-hmm. so... Like, so for me, I wanted to ride, I was really keen, <laughs> like, fangirling. I wanted to ride with Sebi and Yan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a tri- I'm a triathlon geek. Um, So I got out of the swim, obviously, behind them. So it's funny. It's a fun event, but everyone still goes pretty hard at times. So the swim, everyone, like, mm. flew off the beach. And, like, there's fisticuffs and there's that normal big mass start swim. And it was pretty choppy, actually. But then, you, you know, so you swim hard and then you get to transition and everyone chills because they well not everybody some people were taking it very seriously others like you know I did a full strip change of clothes to wear for the bike and I had a coffee in transition and Jan had a coffee and Sebby had about three and there was a donut and stuff and so you don't rush through transition and then we started the bike and um I knew the boys were up ahead and but we got out onto the first bit of the climb and suddenly I could see them and they were riding in a group, but, and you know, and I rode pretty hard to catch them because I was like, I want to ride with those guys. I want to have a good fun day. And that's, you know, so there's elements like that. Um, and then ended up Jan dropped back. He went to find Emma and he dropped back through some of the groups, Sebi and a few of us carried on. And then you kind of filter out as you
0: go along. But so it's, what you're saying is you had a beer in the middle of the run.
1: I had a beer in the middle of the run. I did have a beer in the middle of the run. Um, I had donuts and I had coffee. So I got to trend, I got to T2. Um, and I was kind of the first female, which wasn't intended, um, because that was a lot of piss taking as well. If you were going to be the first pro, um, But I had a coffee, I had a donut, I had a complete strip change again where I have to warn them because they kept filming on camera and I'm like, I'm about to get naked in the tent. (laughs) It's very Roth-like. It was very European. But I had a donut, I had some coke, I had a coffee. Um, I didn't know which way I was going out of transition. I was like, where do I go for the run? Um, And then the first four kilometres of the run is literally like a vertical climb. There was not a lot of running going on. I was you're walking most of it um but I got to the top and some local friends were there waiting and I was like where is the beer and they just cracked the can handed me the beer um and that was very much looking for I'd been looking forward to that from about halfway on the bike needless to say Emma Fredino Emma Snowsell Emma Fredino downed two beers at the top of that run (laughs) when she came through um and another one at the finish line uh that's the other cool thing at the finish line the medals are like one of those sort of camping tin, like very nice, a ceramic kind Cubs, of cups mugs, round, yeah. on a ribbon. But they also at the finish line have a, um, a, a beer. What do you call it? I'm making that motion to you, but the, keg, listen, a, keg, a keg, a beer the word keg. You're is looking a for? Yeah. So literally you get the cup over your neck and then they ask for it back so they can fill it with beer. So you can just, just start drinking beer straight away. Um, So, yeah, and then just, like, yeah, a really cool, really cool vibe and atmosphere.
0: I think we get uh, more of a play-by-play for Esquerel than Kona. You're like, yeah, I got 10th at Kona, (laughs) whatever. You didn't ask uh me
1: about that. (laughs) (laughs) I can give you a play-by-play from uh, Kona, but it didn't have beer involved in it. (laughs) And didn't have donuts either. So, uh,
0: uh, I mean, obviously, for the rest of us, like, we just see all the pictures on the Instagrams. But it would be cool... It would be cool if, like, that kind of vibe caught on, you know, if there were more of these events. Yeah. As as you were saying in your hometown, I was like, I wonder if I could put one on here. Yeah. I wonder if that would work. I I think so. Like, it's a really – look, and there's a time – like, maybe there's a time and a place.
1: So, like, end of season for a lot of us is always a good vibe. Um, And, again, some people took it seriously, and that is okay. That is what sport's about. Like, have as much fun – like, take it as seriously. You can still have fun or go, you know – take the take your foot off the gas gas and 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 do it that way um but like point-to-point racing as well just in like amazing amazing environment amazing location it's pretty yeah it's pretty cool and just like and I think it helped it's it's still a relatively small event so it felt probably very personable. Right. And again, maybe I'm biased because I know a lot of the team that run it. I know like the, probably, the team yeah. that the team that work out at La Comuna and were are providing all the food and stuff. And, you know, you know, everybody here, which is which is really cool. Um, but having said that, like a few people I've spoke to that traveled in said, like, yeah, how they got that sort of personal feeling, that vibe as well from being here and, and the, the detail that went into it as well. But still with that, that kind of chilled, chilled,
0: chilled up. Uh... Like giving everyone free pictures.
1: Yeah. So this or so that, This amazing everyone yeah. on Instagram
0: yeah, is jealous. Exactly.
1: <laughs> what a great marketing idea. Like so at the end end of each day, an email would go out to everybody on the mailing list or the entrants with a link to all the photos from that day. So we had them from the run, we had them from the gravel ride, and we had them from the race, and we got them all last night. So everyone is on a high buzzing, a few beers down. And they're gonna like post on Instagram all the pictures that they've had from the race, and that's your best. Like, isn't that your best marketing tool for next year?
0: Oh yeah, no, I always think that's like a brilliant idea. Obviously, it, you can. Obviously, some races, some races sell photo rights to vendors yes. to make money, but like it just seems more short-sighted to me.
1: Yeah, and, and look, the other thing so. that maybe again it's a plus side. It's a local event. It uses local companies. All the photographers are local. They're all you know. There's obviously mm-hmm. a lot of content people and there's a lot of great photographers here in Girona
0: content producers yeah. (laughs) but you know
1: and that's that's the you know they were using and I don't I don't know what contract relationship they had with them but there was so many of them around and they were all submitting their photos and then you got a link to everything at the end
0: of the day which is brilliant and completely the opposite end of the spectrum being super serious (laughs) so we have 70.3 worlds (laughs) so we still we still
1: not talk about Kona 10th place Kona we don't we just passed that one yeah 10th place Kona (laughs) no we're
0: like oh yeah (laughs) well I mean obviously we haven't talked we were we're gonna do a 70.3 worlds preview um obviously you and I I mean you and I have talked but we haven't talked about the two day which I will tell you from a spectator standpoint all women's day very cool right obviously there were way less spectators on the first day because I mean not I mean we could say it like institutionalized sexism, but also just because everybody racing on Saturday isn't gonna come out. Everyone who's like there for someone racing on Saturday isn't gonna come out. Locals aren't gonna come out on a Thursday because they're working like right, like it's just built it's just how it works. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it's it really, really
0: cool to have a women's only race. Very cool.
1: Yeah, I thought it was brilliant. I thought like just racking your bikes on Wednesday when and again, there were some male age groupers in there, so I have to give a little bit of respect, but predominantly the females all going to rack on Wednesday was super cool. I think just having do you know the thing that stood out to me the most and actually it wasn't necessarily while I whilst I was racing on Thursday. It was on Friday and Saturday the number of people that came up to me and mm. said how great it was that they got to watch the women. They didn't realize how exciting women's oh, racing yeah. could be because they've never seen it before. They've never had the opportunity to see right. it. They were like it was so amazing. I can't believe we've not seen this before. And to me, all those comments coming back made made more of a powerful impact than like what I felt racing on race day. It
0: was, um, I guess, because yeah, you weren't watching it. As you were watching it, you weren't watching it. You were in it. As you were watching it, and all <laughs> I this was stuff's so happening. Low, where, like, so I definitely it's more wasn't di- watching it. <laughs> <laughs> you were <wouldn't> gonna watch. <laughs> but all this stuff's happening. we like there's more people because it was more women this year because they added like the 15 spots um, to like even it up finally and so then there's like more dynamics and everyone's and you're watching it and you're like oh this is playing out differently like it's much much closer than it usually is because there's more people mixed in there and you're like able to see all the moves and it was just like way more aggressive and you're able to see it and you're like you're like oh like it's not just like oh danielle comes off the bike 15 minutes ahead and we're done it was like And it was funny because Sarah Sarah Gross and I were sitting there and, you know, obviously she was, like, very involved in trying to get, like, more women and having an equal day. And we were like, oh, my God. It's, like, exactly what we said would happen It's happening. (laughs) Like, all those years. (laughs) Yep.
1: It's amazing.
0: (laughs) But I did – it's amazing how that works. Um, I did, like, find myself on the Queen K as Chelsea was coming back and I just started, like, crying. And I was like, why am I crying? Like, what is happening right
1: now? (laughs) Because it was – it was a cool day in history, like the, yeah. the, yeah. Like the first time a female is going to cross the line first in the history of Ironman racing or whatever, or Ironman World Championships racing, of Kona World Racing, and giving the coverage that the women got, and the fact that I think it was Chelsea, and she's a super lovely, right. amazing athlete that's incredibly humble with everything she does, and isn't yeah I don't know just I was super excited when I saw her in the lead as I was sort of part way in the energy lab and she was coming out and I'm like oh my god she's in the lead and oh my god she's got a massive lead and oh my god it's you know like just you know knowing her a little bit from um when she first moved up to long course racing um yeah it was it was cool it was emotional to see that
0: were you emotional because it was an American that's why you were emotional uh, <laughs> No. <laughs> I was I I I appreciate I appreciate the history
1: of it being the first American to win in a long time. I was probably more excited that it was Chelsea as her as a person, as a female, as an athlete, as a um as a a friend, competitor, that kind of thing. Um but like yeah, when you look at it like the first rookie to win since Chrissy, the first American to win since right. whatever in her, in in quarter of a decade, you know, not necessarily the first mother, but a mother of an 18-month-year-old the first, child. the like, new mom. The yeah, new mom, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's all pretty pretty special.
0: It was a lot of rookies this year. Obviously, Kona felt very – I mean, which is partially because we haven't had one in three years, so kind of – it almost, like, had to be new people because, you know, yeah. sport has changed so much. Um, but it also felt like a full-on changing of the guard, for sure.
1: Yeah, I think, like, we've discussed this. I think the fact that we've had – covid or we've not had kona for the last couple of years actually Mm -hmm. it it feels like it's a dramatic changing of the guard but it's just because we haven't seen these athletes progress over the last two or three years because there weren't there wasn't any racing um and we have just so it just feels like it's this massive transition whereas if we hadn't have covid i think we'd have seen these athletes progress through the ranks and stuff and i think also as we've said and you rightly said because there's this new wave of athletes, they come to this race with none of the history. Like half of them weren't even born when Dave Scott and Mark Allen right. like crossed the line when Julie Moss had her, you know, put, put the sport on the map kind of thing. And I, I love Julie and I love, I respect what those guys have done. But the new generation don't know that. They don't have that. They don't have that connection to the history of the sport. They don't. The Energy Lab is called the Energy Lab because we've created it into this big, fearsome, Scary theoretical right. hellhole, and they're like, You've you guys, you old guys have just put a name on it. It's not that you know, it's they come into it with you know, none of it that sucks, it's it, terrible. It, is, yeah. it does still suck, yeah. I will confirm it does still suck. Um, but maybe that is yeah. because we've preempted it into knowing that it's gonna suck, so yeah.
0: Also, like mile eighteen in a hot, humid place it's on going a always, it's, it's gonna suck everywhere. <laughs> it's going to it's always gonna
1: suck. Yeah. <laughs> unless <laughs> unless you're stuff Eden and you have like moon boots on you're your like, feet. Yes. And at you know, mile eighteen or ten K to go, you decide that you're just gonna like actually start start working a little bit rather than your yeah. Sunday jog.
0: Yeah. He was like, Oh, I should probably I should probably, probably catch try Sam. I yeah. was basically, yeah, probably, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. I, I can imagine that conversation going like, oh, you know, he's just on a casual jog with Christian. You know, they're checking their pace. It's all fine. And then he's like, do you know what, Christian? Yeah, she had no use to me anymore. Like, we're done here. And then, and actually, Sam, we've left him out on a fishing line for about long enough to maybe think that he's won. And now I'm just yeah. going to destroy him in about two kilometers.
0: <laughs> he basically said, like, oh, shit. They weren't like, like he eventually realized like oh no we're just like fighting for second we need to I need to actually catch Sam now and then he just yeah. like went you're like oh, yeah cool.
1: <laughs> it's like he like just yeah turned on the uh, afterburners and just went all right then let's just
0: start running a little bit faster and make it look easy still
1: <laughs> so anyway yeah
0: which all right so I think seventy point three worlds this weekend. We will probably see a repeat of the Norwegians, assuming one of them doesn't get a, you know, mechanical or something happens. First off, though, before we, like, dissect men's and women's course, St. George itself. Yes. Or men's and women's field. St. George itself, of course. It's, like, snowing there right now. I know. I... What? what the, like, it's going to be cold and, like, kind of shitty. <laughs> like, well, which yeah. we had all, maybe not
1: to quite the extreme, but we did have the threat of a cold morning cold weather for the worlds mm-hmm. that were in there in May and also when traditionally the 70.3 North American champs and all that has been previously. It has
0: mm-hmm.
1: a, uh, I'm going to say reputation, that's not the right word, there is a threat that the water is going to be cold and the morning temperatures are going to yes. be cold. Now, yeah, it's likely to kind of, or, or normally it heats up quite well, but yeah, I did see some, some pictures of, uh, <laughs> which might throw an absolutely other dynamic into the race of who might then do well out of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously it's snowing up in the mountains more. It's not like snowing right in St. George, but it's cold, it's windy. There was I also saw like a sandstorm the other day. So it's going to definitely be, and I think a lot of the pros sometimes, have you ever done those races where like the pros are dropping out from hypothermia in the morning and then the yeah. age groupers are dropping out from heat stroke in the afternoon? Yeah. Like that's what it's going to
1: be like. And And, you know, and St. George... The last time I raced St. George's a half distance many, many years ago, loads of the pros dropped out through hypothermia. And so if it is cold, it will affect the pros a lot more.
0: Yes. Yeah. Both, you know, because they're first in the morning and because they like don't stop and put on extra clothes and because they all oh. have like 5% body fat. so at, at the most. Well, except for Christian. But he'll <laughs> probably be fine because yeah. he just toughs it out. I did see a picture of him after Kona that said... Um, Hurts more to lose. And he was getting carried out on a stretcher. Like, he will wreck himself no matter what. He will, like, put himself he, in the hospital. He looked ruined
1: after Kona.
0: Um, oh, he was destroyed. Oh, yeah. he was mess. He, like, didn't yeah. know what was happening. He, yeah. was like, didn't know where he was. Yeah. Which it's is great. quite impressive. So Hurts more to lose.
1: And so I think off the back of that, he will have... That's twice now that Gustav has beaten him when they've both been racing on course at the same time, if we go back to PTO Edmonton race. Um, so I would imagine mm-hmm. he has something to prove this weekend that maybe alters the tables in that respect.
0: Yeah, so talking about the men's race, I think obviously you have to say is Christian and Gustav and who do you think is going to come out on top. I agree with you. Like normal, I mean, I don't know, I'm split, because normally I think Gustav's a better... At anything around the three to four hour range. Like he's one of the best at that in the world. Like is the best at that in the world, not one of. Like he just hands down is really good. Um and it's not as hilly. So I think they changed the run, it's much flatter. And so I think like Gustav's a better pure runner um than Christian on like a flatter, faster. But Christian clearly is like, no, I will win this. I will put myself in the hospital. (laughs) Like (laughs) so. We could see a repeat of like stride for stride, just punching bag each other. Uh,
1: I think so. Which, to some extent, is exciting. But I also really hope that someone else in the men's field steps up and gives it a real crack at trying to break them up or trying to challenge them. Whether that is taking it out harder in the swim, which I'm not sure the swim caliber is there for the men's race. That you know, we saw that massive pack in mm-hmm. Kona. Or just, like, tries to do something on the bike that that makes them have to do the work or, or breaks them up so that they get
0: – they're put under threat. They're put under, yeah, hopefully
1: a little bit more mm-hmm. pressure.
0: Um, I do I think – um, I mean, there are some – obviously, there are some good men. I do think – Sam. I mean, Sam Long may not be with him in the swim, but he might come out with Gustav. I do think he's ready to, like, just go all in on the bike. I think he, like, will risk it. I think he also races really well yeah. in the U.S. and he races really well at St. George. Um and so i 100 i don't think he's gonna be like oh it's the norwegians i think he'll like go balls to the wall yeah uh obviously um jackson laundry like so one okay so like obviously the norwegians weren't in oceanside but jackson laundry went up against like alistair brownlee uh lionel Sanders, like all these people that we thought like had him beat and he won and so i don't think he's like scared to go for it either um and he was fourth here last year uh ben knut's in the mix so ben will probably be first out of the water and off the front and like try to yeah. break it up like try to string it out Yeah um those are kind of my me, mickey tag holds also in there and you never know like exactly like what he'll do he could be good but i do think there are like the men's race is a lot whereas like the women's race i can kind of tell you who's probably going to be top five yeah. like the men's race there's like a lot of people in there that it could yeah because like, i th- big pack mix i think
1: you've also got like you know aaron royal had a fantastic race in edmonton like what is he potentially going to do i'd even in like someone like you know, and this might be a little bit of a dark horse or, a, well, Magnus Ditloff, not so much nice. dark horse, but like even like oh. an Eric Lagerstrom, like he's had some great races and maybe not so much in the big fields, but you just, I don't know. I kind of get the feel like he could be someone that potentially could have a, have a good day.
0: Is he, are he in like, the pushing for them is always like, if Paul is racing the day before, You get so stressed out. So, are they like, are they staying in separate places now (laughs) to like minimize the stress? Yeah. So, so yeah, the women are going on Friday. Um, It is in the US, it's streaming live on outside TV. I don't know what is happening in Europe. Um,
1: Well, we can watch, we can watch. I know you can watch on outside TV.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I was like, I think you can watch everywhere on outside TV um, on the app and on the line. But the women are going on Friday, the men on Saturday. And so, yeah, the women now, we were just talking about Paula. Obviously, like she's a favorite. The women, and we were talking about this before, there are factually, like objectively, way more 70.3 specialists, like mid-distance specialists than yeah. women, who just they didn't race Kona. There's only two people who raced in Kona. Yeah. These are all people who have been targeting this race yeah. all year. And
1: you know, and yeah. the two people that race in Kona, one being Lucy Charles Barkley, and the other one being uh, right. Kelly Phil now. Now, I think it's no surprise that Lucy's racing. I think it was a surprise to most people that she, well, maybe not that she raced Kona. I think we all thought after injury this year, she would just focus on defending her title and focus on the 70.3 before moving up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she had a fantastic racing Kona. Um, I think she is kind of, yeah, she is the favorite, the clear threat because she's just off the front, um, from the swim. Uh, the only person that could probably go with her in the water is Taylor Nib um and so and also she can ride ridiculously strong and I think Taylor is probably in the best shape like her swimming and her running this uh, sorry her swimming and her riding this year has just been um next level from what I've heard from training um because she's had that run injury so you know and and also like Lucy Taylor raced last year in her first world championships and what her second 70.3 she's a smart athlete she's a quick learner I don't think you know I think she'll potentially approach the race a little bit differently this year so that she's gives herself more of a chance with lucy i think
0: yeah i was gonna say i think like even though lucy is the defending champion and lucy will like also turn herself inside out to hold on to like that world title because it's her only world title you know what i mean like i do think it's actually taylor's to lose like if you just look at their recent results and how they're like because taylor will probably catch yeah. up to lucy on the bike and then it comes down to like who's yeah, and, a better runner and you know? also
1: like the fact you know how much has it, it, lucy has had a lot you know she's had that huge injury at the back in the last beginning this year she's then come back and yeah you can race yourself fit but how much did kona take out of her like digging digging right. deep to hold off annie haug and, and and that sort of thing did whereas like taylor Flora Duffy, um the other the other women that are racing, um Paula Findlay, um who else, Holly, I mean, yeah. uh Ellie Salthouse, those kind of, those athletes, Emma Pallant Brown is the other one I meant to, make. like they in theory should be a lot fresher for this distance.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah. I do think uh, although I do think it's like Taylor and Lucy up front, like that could ease like it's one of these races where that could complete like whereas the men you're kind of like it's probably ghost off and christian and then sam and then you know jackson you kind of know that but you hope it'll be mixed up the women's i have no idea like paula finley could end up upset like taking the win like i have her in third in my head but she could floor duffy like um you know she's been a little hurt and like a little bit uh i don't want to say struggling but like finding her footing at the longer distance but like she's probably figuring it out by now she could like 100% 100% own that course it's a it's a floor duffy type of course uh holly lawrence looks back in form like i think whereas she like looked like she uh was having covid year last year she looks strong again we could see her emma Pallett brown uh has won like a lot of races and didn't get picked for the collins cup and was not happy about that and was like well i'm gonna win uh, 70. Uh, world and also instead. did well
1: at 75- uh actually not as expected when she raced here last year that's right wasn't it but still had like a solid yeah no she
0: didn't have a great race yeah. last year yeah but she could do great ellie Salthouse uh didn't have a great race here last year either but did you know she's won 17 70.3s i was How like many? i don't think i've even done 17 yeah. i was like what the <laughs> like <laughs> so there's like all these people where you're like any one of them i don't like and then just, like just
1: throw in the likes of imogen simmons if you think about like, her, yes, I heard, she's exactly, back. Exactly, yeah. she's back. Like her history in like, what was it? Um, mm-hmm. a, a niece. She got, took third in 2019. Niece, yeah. and, yes, she's been injured, yeah. but she is like, you don't want to mess with like Imogen when she's on the day either. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: I to- like, she was also on my like yeah. dark horse list there because she, like, she has been injured since, like, on and off since that kind of surprise podium in 2019. But yeah, exactly. You know, I know. So, I, the wins raise, I mean, we like, the men's race will be exciting and it'll be intense. But like the women's race is a lot crazier, partially just because you have so many more people who are so good at this yeah. distance. They're not doing it after something else. They're not doing it. In pla- like they've been, this they've is, had this yeah. day circled this on their is calendar. This their self like, exactly. All year. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It'll be good. So uh, it'll be pretty exciting. It'll be pretty. And they're racing on Friday. So I have to like set an alarm for Friday morning.
1: Yeah, which is great because it's Friday night. My time, or well, Friday afternoon. Right. So I'm already on the weekend. <laughs> already, like let's just roll through. Yeah,
0: let's roll through. All right, so we will be back pro- weekly-ish, ish. weekly-ish, ish, uh, ish, ish. I did, ish. I did a triathlon-ish yesterday. I don't yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, we'll probably have some interviews um, in the future. Add some some people back uh, once now that we're up and running again. Good to have you back for Sid Talk. Thanks. Good to be back. Yeah. Ish, <laughs> and uh, I know both of us aren't going to be in Saint George because we have too many other millions of flights to take. But we will be watching, and we will come be back next week to kind of talk about what comes next at the end yes, of the year, and to give the full recap.